Hi, welcome to the Av Church Podcast, where we talk about faith and real-life issues. We hope this challenges you to think a little bit deeper and encourages you on your journey through life. We're happy you joined us today. Now let's get talking. Hi, welcome to the Still Loading Podcast. Today we have our friends, Jake Tracy. Yo. Raina Tracy. Hello. And Jared Reyes. Eater. Nice. Um, today we're talking about uh, cancel culture, morality, and forgiveness. And I think it's something that's um, kind of prominent right now, only because, in my opinion, um, you see people getting canceled, right? And everybody, I think, knows what cancel culture is at this point where you make a mistake, you put out some wrong tweets, an Instagram post from whatever, and they take that and kind of blanket that as a whole person, right? Because that's ultimately what it is. And it's really um, something that I I don't like, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think that that's how uh, we should be as human beings. So uh, let's talk about that, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. What do, you, what do you guys think about that? When you see somebody's just life work, right? It's just everything people worked for, stuff like that. Um, they've done, I don't know, maybe they're a comedian, they're an actor, actress. It's t- it tends to be more people who are in bigger spotlights, right? Yeah. Um, and then you see them and it's just their platform kind of gets attacked because of some things that they that they said. And I'm not saying that it's like, oh, it's okay to say certain things or not say certain things. But um, yeah, let's talk about that. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, well, like I was saying before we started recording, um, I was listening to a, a middle ground. It was a little video by Jubilee about cancel culture just because I was like, oh, it was the topic. Let's hear what people who have a different opinion from me because those videos are very different from my viewpoint. And I think it's just ridiculous. I think to say that take one person and like you said, their entire work as far as uh, maybe being an artist or who they are as a person and just no we're we're they are done it's like mob rule to say and i i believe i mean if you don't like you know r kelly that's somebody that was brought up a lot in that uh that particular video if you don't like r kelly then don't listen to his music however i'm also one of a person where even if i don't agree with a particular company's or a person's standpoints i mean if i still like whatever they're producing i'm still gonna partake in it so i don't generally agree with a lot of what Nike has to put out, but wearing a Nike hat right now, I like. I still like Nike shoes. I'm still going to continue to buy stuff. I'm not going to say, you know what? I disagree with Nike. I'm not going to support them. You could do so, but I'm like, I still like Nike shoes. I think they're cool, and I'm going to buy their stuff still just because I don't technically agree with their viewpoints. Yeah, I think... The same thing. I don't know if R. Kelly's the greatest example <laughs> like, to be used. He's a he's a terrible human being. Oh no no no! That was, I'm just saying that was what who was brought up. Like yeah, obviously R. Kelly is a terrible human being. However, it's the same sort of thing. I think what as far as cancel culture, yeah that yeah don't support R. Kelly. Whatever. If you don't like him, don't do it. Yeah, he's he does terrible things. But to say like you know I, all of us are fairly young people and we're somewhat in tune to pop culture, like Jenna Marbles what's going on how she canceled herself basically i think it's ridiculous i don't know what that is she, she's a youtuber a YouTuber. she's a youtuber like a vlogger she, wasn't she like one of the first per, like youtubers to she just was like get big she was so she was like one of the big ones like with like pewdiepie and you know yeah. i think it would say shane dawson a lot of those like really big ones um i didn't watch her videos just they didn't Either. appeal to me but she i think she was so afraid of being canceled in light of today's political um I think what does it have to do because she would like dress up as like thing like play characters and things like that mm-hmm. that people were starting to be like wait I I, I, I don't I'm not very familiar with her either but I think it had something to do I want to say it was something that something done she did some comedy skits where maybe she had referenced stuff like that but comedy's different it's in the realm of comedy there's a lot of things I don't know well the problem I have is like even kind of like the the. Who was it? Was it Kevin Hart who was supposed to host? Yes. The Grammys or, Grammys Grammys or Oscars or something? And he got canceled. Yeah. And it was like, no, because of a tweet like eight years ago. Yeah. Um, that like. And he me, made like some jokes that were, I guess people deemed they were like homophobic. Okay. But he's also a comedian. But yeah. like, I think two things. One, it's like to think that. How do I say this correctly? Everybody, all of us in this room, everybody you know has said something offensive, right? 
We've all said something offensive. Yes. Whether it's in private, most of the time in private, extremely right? Extremely offensive. Just talking with whatever. And it's like, of course we have. And, and especially in like a joke form. But I think especially in comedy too, where it's like, dude, the thing that comedy used to be, the best part about comedy was that nobody was safe. You know, everybody was on the, on the table. Now a comedian like has to be so careful with what they say. And it's like becoming like a lost art because... Because of that same thing that everyone is so worried about what they have, what they say and whatever. Now, I'm not condoning or saying, yeah, we should go run our mouths and try to offend people and hurt people. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> but what I am saying is like there's this heightened sensitivity. And I don't know, it's like one of those things where you now get to relearn how to deal with that, you know, especially as someone if you have influence, if you're, in, you know, in Hollywood or whatever, it's like you got to be extra careful now. I feel like the whole canceling thing didn't start until like social media was like a bigger deal. True. Because I feel like before all this, it's like the celebrities or influencers kind of had their own life still. But now that like there were still things that we didn't know about, but now with social media and how we're all on it all the time and there's so much access to everyone's life and everyone's posting so much they can't post the wrong thing or they couldn't have posted the wrong thing 10 years ago. It's, it's a lot easier to pick at with the way media is now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that sucks. It's like we're humans. You're going to say something wrong. Every single one of us is going to say something wrong and be able to take that depending on what person, maybe it's like Kevin Hart like a joke out of context or what he said or to take a mistake they made and put it on the scene, like to put it on a stage for everyone to see, be like, Hey, they did one thing wrong. I hate them because of it. Now everyone should hate them. I think it's two things now. I think the first thing is that the people that are the cancelers, I should say, right. Everyone's like, don't do this. Like how righteous do these people think they are? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you've never said nothing with your friends in private. So I'll give you an example. There's a a hockey player and he had some like DMs that were leaked. Right. And uh, they were talking about like another one of his teammates, like wife. And I thought two things. I was like, one, not tight. (laughs) That's not cool. But I also thought good things are bad. things. Not good things. (laughs) And the second thing I was like, but I was also like, that was none of anybody else's business. Like, he was talking with his boys. Again, I don't condone what he said by any stretch. But it was also one of those things where it's like, 10 years ago, it, but nothing. Like, it, it would nothing. It was just a conversation between the boys joking around or whatever. And then now he lost his job. Like, can't find a team to play on. Like, his whole career is done. And he's like 24, 25. It's like, <sighs> he's done. You know? He's, so 10 years ago, he said something about his... No, recently. Oh, I thought you said it was 10 years ago. Recently, but it was because somebody else leaked his DMs. Again, I'm not saying it's good to, or you should be, but what I am saying is like, those things were, those things were never known or a thing 10, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? And so what I'm trying to say is that all of us in private or in whatever have said things that are offensive, right? Should the whole world be canceled? So that's my other thing is, two is like, the cancel culture is this supposed to be this remedy to fight hate and injustice, right? How far is that going to go? It's not going to work, right? We can all agree like that's not, this is a, a, there's no finish line to this. It will never be a finish line because the same people that are canceling eventually will be the people that are canceled. It's just going to be a vicious circle. Like, there's no, there's no way around it. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing um, is it just leaves no room for redemption, you know? It leaves no room for hope. And as Christ followers, it's like that's what our life is all about, is about redemption and is about hope and is about like a light at the end of the tunnel, you know? And so in my time of lowness, like when I've done like the worst things in my life where you're just at a low point, we've all had low points in our life. I would just like to tell people like, imagine if that's all people knew you for. Mm -hmm. How much would that suck? Imagine like, Everybody who's listening right now, think of the lowest point where you're like, man, I really messed up. Like, I really messed up. And what if people thought of you only by that? And there's no redemption in that. There's no like, oh, they can change. There's no, um, 
they can be better or they are better now. And so just completely erase the, re- the redemption that you've had in your life because of Jesus, completely erase, like in my life, the redemption that God has brought me through. It's like none of that could have happened had I, I guess, been canceled or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just the same thing. And um, my friend and I were talking about this too. The One of the biggest things or coolest stories in the Bible in regards to this is like the woman at the well, mm-hmm. you know? They, Jesus is teaching and then they bring a woman who is caught in the act of adultery, right? Dude, but I they was don't, just about to say the story. Yeah, they don't bring the man for one, which is already stupid. But two, they try to say like, oh, caught in the act, she's done. This mistake right here, you're done. It's over. Um, we're going to stone her. We're going to get rid of her. We're going to cancel her, you know? And Jesus is like, I don't know. Uh those like without sin go ahead and cast the first stone mm-hmm. that's my that's my point mm-hmm. is it's like it's so easy to look at somebody else and what they've done that you may not like and be like oh this is and i think what it does is it makes you feel righteous right it makes you feel good like i'm fighting for good i'm fighting for this a voice for the voiceless i'm a voice for the no you're not i think that's why people are so quick to jump on the bandwagon when somebody is canceled or somebody makes a mistake in our world now and back then in the Bible, they're so quick to be like, ah, oh, you did that because they know that they have all their things. So it just makes but them feel better. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. But going back to that point is like, it's so true. It was like, everybody said no. And Jesus was like, I don't know. I don't see the, I don't see it the way you guys see it, I guess. And you he's know? the only one who is perfect uh-huh. and <laughs> was in the place to judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who could have canceled? Uh-huh. Yeah, and even um, like Alex Dion Wilson, he that Instagram guy, he posted that thing today or yesterday, I think. I don't remember, but he said Jesus was canceled, so we don't have to be. It's like, dang. That dude always spits. That? Oh, yeah, it's cool. (laughs) No, but when I saw that, I was like, dang, dude, that's so real, you know? And That's really cool. Yeah, even to bring it back to what you're saying too, Raina, is... uh, when people's mistakes and wrongdoings are amplified, it like nullifies our own wrongdoings for a small amount of time, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just enough to maybe get us through the day and make <laughs> us think like, oh, I feel better about myself today, you know, without actually having to deal with our wrongdoings yeah. and yeah. deal with the things that we've done that are wrong. Well, that's my favorite part of that story. Going back to the when they wanted to stone her. My favorite part of that story, I think I shared this on one of our devos on, our, on Instagram, but was when he says, whoever hasn't sinned, you know, throw the first stone. And it, I, I love how it says one by one, they began to drop their stones because that would mean that one by one, they were like stopped, like thought about themselves. Oh, if I haven't sinned, I can throw it. Nope, I've sinned. I have to drop. Next person. Nope, I've sinned. I have to drop. And it stopped everybody in the tracks and said, no, no, no. Look at yourself right now. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at her. Look at yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you can see perfection in you, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But you can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless you're just way out of your mind. You're but, not. Yeah. Unless but, you're Jesus. Yeah. So it's like, like you said, it's like going back to looking at yourself and evaluating yourself. It's, it's all you can do, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Is that, well, that, I think that's what will create the most change just in the world is self-evaluations, you know? And I think just this whole time, God has been using for us to really take an inward look at ourselves, you know, for for all people. Unfortunately, I don't think we're all seeing the big the picture, right? Mm-hmm. What God's trying to do. But um, what better way than to like shut down the world for Him to get our attention again, you know, and, and shut it down again. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <Season two. laughs> and God, I want to say this, God didn't like cause the coronavirus to like afflict us or whatever, you know what I mean? But he's still working through it. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, you know, and he can always turn these things for good. And I I think it's just a big inward look that we're all having to take right now. And what you talked about perfection and that's something that I put on the notes too. It's, it's kind of obvious that everybody's trying to be like the best person in the world, you know, like I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm, perfect because I say this or I say that whoever says this is wrong and whatever and it's obvious that it's like man you're trying really hard mm-hmm. and you could see it and 
I don't want to hate on people or do anything like that, but it, it just goes to show it's like, I think as a, as a human population in our world today, it's, we're trying to cling on to this idea that it's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm on a good team. Yeah. I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. And he, you, you, they're clinging on to that. And, um, it's, it's tiring for one, you mm-hmm. know, and for two, it, it doesn't let you take that self inward look, you know, and even just like the whole team thing, like you just said, right now, it's like, we're, we're not on any team, you know, we're, there's not a team here. It's, it should just all be like, we're all humans. We're all, uh, here on this earth together. Like, let's be at peace with one another. Let's love one another. Let's, um, care for each other, you know? And the the only way that comes in my opinion is, um, by putting Christ above everything else in your life, you know, mm-hmm. because Christ is like the third quote or yeah, quotation marks team, right? He's, he's the way, you know, he's the way out because it's the way, yeah. And, well, in everything, it's just, there's people angry all over and trying to be like, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. And it's, it's annoying. And it makes me realize it's like, man, I really need God more than I need anything else. And he's the way out. And he is the, the way, <laughs> you know, he's perfect and he always has answers. And that's, that's the way that I want to choose. You know, I want to choose who Jesus is, uh, above all else right now. Yeah. And if you do, I feel like find yourself in that spot where you are like judging people or like pointing fingers and so quick to like jump on and like make someone feel bad, even if you're just talking like with a friend. I think for for me, because it's like, I feel like it's a, it's definitely a girl's thing to like talk about people. And if somebody makes a mistake, well, let's jump on it and talk about it with each other. And I think it's like, it goes back to like, okay, if you are doing that, um, like looking at yourself again, and what is that insecurity you have or what is God trying to tell you because you're obviously so quick to jump on to like pick on someone or hate on someone or cancel someone. Right. And I just say that for girls because I think it happens a lot more in girls. Like they build friendships off of it where it's all they're doing is talking about other people and mistakes they made. Mm. And in my own life, I've realized I've lost like a lot of friendships or friendships that used to be really strong because all we would do is talk about other people and their failures and their mistakes. And when really it's like, look at yourself and where's that insecurity inside of you? But yeah. I just know that for girls, it's like the biggest thing. I don't, I don't know. You get, you get a table of dudes. It's like, you're just clowning on people left yeah. and right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at it's, least you're doing it in front of each other. That's true. <laughs> Not yeah. all the time. Oh. I'm, yeah, <laughs> not all the time. Maybe you guys are worse. I feel like I just make fun of Jerry all the time. Yeah, and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It doesn't. No. But yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And I think it's what, if my, in my honest opinion, like you said, it's like the only remedy is to stop and to look at yourself. Like, not just for the sake of the world, although yes, but for your own sake, like, yeah. Do yourself a favor and, you know, look at you, pick on you for just a minute in like a good way. Like imagine your life without those insecurities. Imagine your life with a bit of freedom where you didn't feel that way. You know, imagine that, like think about what your life could be. And obviously it takes work and it takes, um, you know, time and you have to do those things, but put your attention on yourself more than on other people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, especially in regards to like your growth, you know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say especially for Christians. Yeah. Like. Yeah, for anybody, but especially yeah. Christians. Mm-hmm. Well, they're we're just held to a higher standard because we know better, and we mm-hmm. know that if we're not giving out for forgiveness, then we do not get God's forgiveness. Yeah. What True. verse That's is that? Matthew? Matthew six something. Fourteen and fifteen. Forgive. Yeah, Matthew six it's fourteen through fifteen. Forgiven. Yeah. No, that's good. And as Christians, uh, we have to be the ones to forgive people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because something that kind of struck me was um, I was thinking about this podcast last night and I was just thinking about what we we're going to talk about and where people or human beings see a terrible person or a terrible 
action or somebody who's just awful, you know, whatever that means in your life. God sees somebody who's like hurting, broken and lost, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's hard to comprehend for, for me, high. for me, even like people I'm just who really annoy the crap out of me or who I just like don't agree with at all or I just want to tell them off whatever it is. It's God sees them and myself as just like a human being who's made in his image and where we identify people with a certain evil it's it's like we can't hate the person we have to hate the evil the sin that's within them Mm -hmm. but we can't write them off as a person as a human being because when you write off a image of the creator you write off the creator Mm -hmm. you know and that's something hard for everybody but it's something that we really need to get because like i said and we talked about earlier it just leaves room for redemption because in christ there's always redemption in christ there can always be change in christ there is always hope you know there's always a other side yeah what if paul was canceled Ooh, like you know how he was like persecuting christians Mm -hmm. and like you know I don't know if he's killing him or not, but I've probably probably right there, right? He he definitely was. Yeah. Okay. So imagine if all the Christians were like, "Nope, cancel this guy," which which would make sense. Which Mm -hmm. yeah, logically, you're like, I don't want to be near him. He shouldn't have anything to do with this. And he that's why he faced so much adversity. People are like, "Are you kidding me? You were literally killing. You killed my friend last week. How are you going to tell me about this guy named Jesus?" Like, but isn't it crazy that that's what made him who he was? Was his story Mm -hmm. when he went to we were reading in Galatians in our Bible study. And when he went to the church, the church in Galatia was, they knew by his story, like, Oh, you were the guy doing this. And they says, the Bible says that they were praising God for it. Mm-hmm. And it was like praising God for the redemption mm-hmm. to where, you know, I think it's, it's so important to understand and, and to really believe that there is redemption for people. And I don't know, I would hate to be the person that continues to remind somebody that there's no redemption for you, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. you are the way you are. You're going to rot like this. You're nothing other than your mistakes. You're nothing other than your failures. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? I don't have to agree with the action, but I got to love the people, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's all coming from a place of like, I could look back at myself from then till now and give you a list of things that anybody could cancel me for, you know? Mm-hmm. But it just kind of takes, like again, it's going back to the inward focus and understanding that, no, there's redemption. Mm-hmm. And you'd I'd rather be a part of the redemption of somebody than the tearing down of somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, just if you just think about it too, and I realize it when you're talking, say you are fighting for whatever cause, and it's like you're tired of this person; they're just an awful person, whatever. How much more would it help your cause if this like icon for whatever evil it is switched their minds mm-hmm. and was like, "Oh man, I was wrong." Like, had that yeah. redemption. How much more would it help your cause rather than like, "Hey." I'm going to just get rid of you forever. But, but I don't think that's enough for the cancel culture. I don't think that they want redemption. They don't want to see that redemption story. They want the, you know, virtual death of this person, you know, whatever they may be. I don't think they want that person to change. I think they're like, nope, there will never be any redemption from that person. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying mm-hmm. that because like hopefully to get maybe people to think a little bit mm-hmm. about that. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, what if instead of hating <laughs> this person, right? maybe I should do what Jesus is and like pray for those who persecute you and pray for uh, those, pray for your enemies, love your yeah. enemies. Like what good, he says, what good is it to uh, only love those who love you? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the tax collectors, the pagans do that. He's like, what, what good is that? What are you doing? You know, it's like, maybe you take a page out of that, out of Jesus's book and start doing that. And like I said, if you can think a little bit past like your rage or hate or whatever and you start doing that what if yeah their hearts do change and their minds do change and yeah. it's like oh man that would actually do something for my cause you know mm-hmm. and i don't know that's all i gotta say about that <laughs> i don't know i think people just want to like win too much i think it's like become a competition where it's like i want to cancel and i'm not gonna stop till you cancel and once you cancel i'll find someone else yeah you know what i mean because it sounds like, so exhausting <laughs> yeah it does but yeah. what i was gonna say kind of going over like the overview of all of this is like it really sounds like not to say that well no it does it sounds like a spiritual thing it sounds like a like you think of the spirit that's going around of i want to make sure that people always remember their mistakes always remember their failures live in their failures dude isn't that exactly what this like the devil wants for you and i it's like no you are defined by your failures 
that's like a very demonic spirit going of cancel culture is a demonic spirit in my opinion it is and it's keeping people down and i don't know it's not it's not tight it's not cool i mean of course yeah we all have our opinions and we believe things and dude i have things that i would fight for too and it is what it is but i don't ever want an individual to think that they are who they are and that's it Mm -hmm. that's not what god's ever said about you and me it's not what he says about anybody Mm -hmm. you know i don't know Mm-hmm. It's hard because it's not, it's, it's so against, one, it's against God's mission and his word and everything, but I don't know. It, it's such a hard thing because nobody, it, it's not like a th- movement that wants better. It's not a movement. I don't see how, I, I get sometimes how people are like, oh, well, cancel culture is supposed to promote positivity because it's holding people accountable when they're not, you know, justice isn't served, whether it's, you know, by their job or through the Supreme Court or wh- however it's served, but it's not. I, I just don't see how these people who think it's causing so much positivity can view it that way when it's all about bringing somebody down twenty four seven, and it, it's just so weird to think about. Like, like Raina was saying, it's all social media. Like the first example I thought of, like if this culture was a thing back in the day, was like whatever happened with Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe Bryant, pretty much bounce back like everything happened how it turned out and i have nothing to say about it it's, it's not something that's significant to me but tiger if that were to happen now tiger woods yeah th- those things were to happen with this so predominant cancel cultures like what would be without two probably the best athletes that ever existed mm-hmm. like it's it's nuts at least in the sports world yeah and it sucks too because like People say Kevin Hart's a really cool dude, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's a really cool guy. Anybody that's ever talked about him said he's, like, an awesome guy. He seems like he is. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he's he funny. He's funny. I so like him. And I just thought with. about, like, what if what if Dylan or Jared or Raina, like, what if one of you guys were said something and got canceled? And it's like, I know who you, who you guys are. So it's like, I know that the things that everyone is saying and that is talking and everything's good. I know how much I exaggerate stories. I know how much that... I'm not saying all things are exaggerated by any stretch. But I am saying, like... We don't know these people. <laughs> you know nothing about, I don't know anything about Kobe Bryant or Tiger Woods or any of these people. You know, I don't know. And all these people are getting canceled. I don't know anything about them. Oh, they said something stupid? So have I. Mm. I don't know. I guess I just can't wrap my head around like, who am I to say you must drop all that you have? Like, who am I to say that over a comment? Granted, mm-hmm. granted, let me take down the flip side. I think there are things that are definitely like, I don't know, guy. Like, there's certain not that you can't bounce back as a person. Yeah, but you're you might lose your platform. It, there's there's <laughs> just like l- logical thinking to that. Where, hey, if I have a huge platform, like I need to be responsible. Yeah, be responsible yeah. with it. Yeah, you know? of course. Don't pull a Michael Vick. Don't do something like that. Yeah, he bounced back though, kind of. Then that brings. Well, no, I'll let you go ahead. With your no, notes. go ahead. Well, it's just gonna bring me to like the morality side of it because mm-hmm. then you go, oh well where's that line mm-hmm. what's that line like of like what's right and wrong? yeah well what can i say mm-hmm. and who tells me what i can and can't say you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah because it's like it takes one person to spark a whole movement so mm-hmm. you better make sure that that one person agrees with everything that you say mm-hmm. like, how do you you can't win dude mm-hmm. well i think what's important to note to know in that is um there are sides like i said but I don't, i'm not choosing any side like i'm choosing who god is and what he says but you can see that it's des like people are desperately looking for somebody to lead their side you know what Mm -hmm. i mean or to put a a face to their squad you know people are desperately looking for that and i think what where that ties into morality is like their leader whatever decides like their morality their um what they think how they act what they believe in um yada 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 and it's like "Mm." nothing on earth like human beings no individual can decide what your morality is you know what mm-hmm. i mean oh morality is more of like an individual thing like, like they can't decide the ethics for you you know and i think right. that's why uh morality and ethics are uh i think they're kind of like a sham you know because um i'll just say this i'll just say this <laughs> uh, say it um there's always going to be somebody who disagrees with your morality and ethics and like your subjectivism, what your cultural relativism, whatever it is, there's always going to be somebody that impedes on that, you know, and where your beliefs are true, like 
um, those stop being true when they start impeding on somebody else's, you know what I mean? So, so what is true at that point? What is right at that point where like, this is what I believe and I'm wholehearted about it, but now I'm entering into where Jared believes it's wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's where my beliefs end, you know? And it really does nothing for, for cultures, for people. And we have to ultimately look at the creator, look at God, because he created a standard that goes above all of those things. He created a code, a moral code that goes above all of those things. And so that's why when we're talking about morality, uh, that's why I brought up how we're desperately looking for people to tell us like, what's right, what's wrong. This is right. This is wrong. I need to fight for this, but not for that. And it's like, Oh dude, you're, you're just leading yourself like off the cliff, you know what I mean? It's just humans leading humans and we know how bad humans can be and we know how great humans can be, but Mm -hmm. we all fail Mm -hmm. all the time. And so that's why it's so important to have a standard that goes above your own moral code or your own uh, code of ethics within your family or whatever it is, you know? Yep. Uh, (laughs) I think it was your dad that told me this. I think Pastor Jim told me this. He goes, hold on. He's talking like, he goes, you're telling me that we came from space dust and there's, there's no consciousness from where you come from. There's no, you, you don't believe in a creator. You came from a unconscious space dust rock. And you want me to trust what you have to say? <laughs> He's, like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you came from a lizard and you want me to trust that what you think is right and wrong is the truth? <laughs> He's like, I don't think so. <laughs> and I thought that's so true. It's like, you really believe that we came from like space dust and a bunch of particles that happened to come together. And you happen to know the truth of humanity? I don't know about that, my guy. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's this dangerous. It's very dangerous. You make your own rules, very dangerous. And yeah. even just following the rules of others, it's it's dangerous. Look at children that make their own rules. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we all agree. Raina, no tell one, us None of us want to be around <laughs> Oh, yeah, Raina's the expert in this. Kids are bad. They're born <laughs> bad. We have to teach them how to be good. <laughs> And that's a very good point. And there are definitely people out there that believe that we are born perfect. We are born good. No, since the fall of man, nobody that's come out of the womb has come out and like, I'm a perfect little angel. That's great. Like, no, kids are naughty. They're going to be bad. Train that child. Yeah. In the way he should go. Praise. I was true. born perfect. Wrong. That's true. I remember when you were born and you weren't. <laughs> you were <laughs> You're older than her. I am, right? right? You're like, wait. I was like, wait, is she telling the truth? You got me for a second. That's why, though, America was the greatest country, which I believe it still is. It's because we were based off the moral laws of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't just come from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's why we've been the greatest country, because that's what we stuck to under God. And as God slowly (laughs) gets... Liberty and justice for all. Yeah, as God slowly gets pulled away... And we don't know where to look We're for, seeing for the our fruits. morals. We're seeing the fruits of God getting pulled out of a nation, you know? Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah. you see that all over the Bible. If you want to see what that looks like, go ahead. It never ends really well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. But it's going back to... And again, it's like these things are good. Mm-hmm. They're not bad. Like these, the, the standard and these things are not bad. It's like it's a good thing. And like mm-hmm. it's the same thing, like I said, with children where you have to... Unfortunately, I'm talking kind of the Christian right now, but it's like, how do you train a child? Well, you unfortunately hurt their feelings short term, so that way they learn to be better long term, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a little bit of a spank or mm-hmm. a however you choose to do. I don't know if I can say that. I'm going to get canceled for that. Dude, I got the ballo when I was... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you get the wooden spoon yeah. or the chancla out. Oh, right? the belt. Sorry, mom. So <laughs> outing you. The belt hurts so bad. But you Sorry. would. Yeah. But you hurt their feelings short term uh-huh. because you want what's best for them long term, right? Yeah. And I think as Christians, that's part of uh, that correction of like <laughs> I'm talking to Christians, not non Christians. But it's like it's it's okay to have your feelings hurt and to be said, hey, this is or to someone tell you this is wrong. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is wrong. It's not okay, mm-hmm. and you need to and you need to stop. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that hurts mm-hmm. my feelings right now. But I trust that it comes from a place of love. But all I'm trying to say is like the standard that God set, um, you know, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. It's not scary. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely, it's the perfect code, <laughs> you know. Even for not Christians, like yeah. 
we got some pretty good laws like yeah. don't murder yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> it's pretty good just like proverbs <laughs> and stuff it just has some wisdom you know <clears throat> that kind of goes beyond whether you believe or not you know yeah. i mean there's like who uh what's his name jordan peterson who's he says it's like the greatest book for like a moral guide, you know, and he's somebody like a genius in today's world. He's an absolute genius, like philosopher, uh, psychologist or psychologist. Very, very yeah. intelligent. Yeah. He's, he's so smart. I'm just kidding. I don't know who he is. To the point though, where he's like, I don't know if I so, so much claim that there's this one single God or this, yeah. this Jesus who resurrected, but the book itself is the greatest book to, to date. He's the one that I got the hurting a child's feelings short term from. Oh, really? Yeah, it came from Jordan Peterson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Should we get him on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I would be so happy. Oh my I, I wouldn't. That dude would make me look like a clown. I want Ben Shapiro. It's bloody mad. <laughs> With an accent? Kind of. He's Canadian. He's from Toronto. Yeah. He's Anyways. Canuck. Anyways. He's a character. He's great. But know. were you guessing something? No, Some, continue. Oh, I thought I you had follow after. Okay. Are you, um, yeah, I'm good. Oh, yeah. No. Um, so I had this question down right here. Um, after all of this, right, after getting our, our self right and we're pushing on and we're trying to be the best person we could be, it's like, why do people still fail? Because we're humans. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're not, we're not going to be perfect ever. And I think... I think that's what's hard for some people to understand. And they and what people think, people who don't have, uh, especially people with, without positions of power, where they think people in positions of power should always do the right thing. They should always be perfect. They should always make the right decisions. And that's, it's just, it's not going to happen. Nobody's ever going, going to 100% do what's right in Jake's eyes. Mm-mm. The only person that's going to do right in Jake's eyes is Jesus. And if it's not, then... Jake needs to fix himself. But yeah, all these people are putting all these hope into their their teachers or the w- people who they think they have the way, which actually leads me to this verse. It's actually in 2 Timothy 4, 3. It says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and look to teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Mm. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Mm. And I feel like that's just, that's it. That's the time we're living in. We don't want the truth. Everybody does what's right in their own eyes. We just want to listen and subscribe to people that tell us, hey, Jared, I know that you're, what you're doing is right. The way you're living and what you believe, that's right. You have to change nothing. It's not true, but just keep doing it. Yeah, you're a terrible person. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I am, but that's why there's Jesus. Mm. Oh, that's true. Mm. Ah, I could back that. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, and I, I think um, the whole idea... Like you said, whatever their itching ears want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, that in that verse, it's very good because people are searching for something to validate like, oh, I'm, I'm right. I'm OK. Oh, because somebody believes what I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This person yeah. said that. So I'm good. Like, I'm right. And you I'm, can find it. Yeah. You can always find the answers you want. I learned that. Yeah. But once, <laughs> once that person uh, says something you don't like, it's like then they're canceled. canceled. <laughs> well, then I can find somebody else online that disagrees with that person only, but and still agrees with what after I agree you cancel with. them, though. It's yeah, insane. You got to cancel them. Truth is, it's only the Bible. <laughs> but, well, can you read the question again? Like after. Mm, sorry. Let me, let me find it again. I'm sorry. It was something about like, oh, you said, why do we still fail? Yeah, even having this solid moral code or this solid, so, oh, we finally made it. Like, this is what it is. It's like, why do people still fail? Why do I still fail? Well, again, Paul said this again in Galatians because he's talking about the law, right? And he's like, the only, he says, he doesn't say this, but it kind of does. But he's like, the only thing the law has done for me is reminded me that I can't keep it. Mm. So that's the only good it's done for me. It's good. And that's the truth for all of us. It's like, Galatians is talking a lot about uh, faith over works and like your salvation comes through faith. And he's saying that I can't keep the law and you can't keep the law. Like that's the reason Jesus needed to be here is because we are going to fail because you cannot do it. And you need to realize you cannot do it. And he said the only thing that it did is it realized, it made him realize that he needed a savior. And that's where Jesus comes in for you and I is because once you can realize that you can't do enough good works, once you realize that you can't support enough good organizations or causes, once you realize that none of those things will do it for you, you're going to recognize that you need a savior. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a pivotal moment for all of us where it's like, okay, so where are you going to choose? You know? Mm-hmm. 
but that's where Jesus comes in. So it's like that's where the faith of that's why yeah we're gonna fail. That's what I'm. That's my point was we're gonna fail, but that's where Jesus comes in, and that's why he came in the first place. And in the same book, he says, you know, did Jesus die for nothing? No, he died because you couldn't do anything on your own. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna fail, and that's okay. You can be okay with that, mm-hmm. and you can be okay when others fail. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most beautiful things. Yeah, it's to just to have grace for somebody who doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. because that's how I felt in my life. And I, I know it, it um, catapulted me to like the greatest life change of my life. When I, re- when I experienced grace from somebody from whom I didn't deserve it from, that was like for real the biggest shift in my life because of that experience. And I, I'm sure in my own life and I'm sure in other people's lives when they've received that on the other end, grace from somebody from whom they didn't deserve, it's like, mm-hmm. hold on here. I need to take a step back because something ain't right. Like, what a concept, right? Giving grace and forgiveness to somebody who doesn't deserve it. That's ultimately who Jesus is, but that's, that's what creates the biggest change in people's lives, you know? It's like when you're down and out beating somebody while they're down, that's like, that doesn't help. Yeah. That doesn't help anybody. Now, if I was wrong and I did something stupid and I just continuously do, it's like, okay, get, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, get the frick out of here. You need to do your thing and figure yourself out, you know? But I like I'm not gonna put up with that, whatever. But if if there's um sorrow and there's conviction there and there's like, man, I messed up, that boom, the gates fling open. The gates of heaven are wide open for you. You know what I mean? But people just don't understand that. And like you said, it's because we're trying to follow the law or whatever, whatever our law is. And we don't understand that it's like none of us can follow it. There's a there, it's a tightrope. It's a tightrope. And, and that's why even trying to follow that, like we are talking about earlier with uh, morality and whatnot, it's like you try to follow it to the best you can, but then somebody comes, it's like, no, that's wrong. Because that's my moral code or that's been my code of ethics and my culture or whatever it is. Like, no, that's wrong. So it's like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> you know? And so that's why there has to be, a, there always has to be a standard above the human standard, you yeah. know? Yeah, which is where the Bible comes in to be like that mediator, mm-hmm. you know? We yeah. think we talked about it last week, like how important that is in marriage to have like the Bible and have Jesus be a mediator to where it's like, I have an opinion, you have an opinion. Okay, well, let's see. Let's find what the truth is, you yeah. know? That way it doesn't put me against her. It puts us together going for the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's an important thing. And I think that if people in general and friendships and everybody could get on, I know it's... a wild ask but if we can get on that page of like no it's not me against you it's us all looking for the truth together mm-hmm. and going to the same place together of love going to this place together that's much much more effective than let me go me against you why because you're not going to beat me you know what i mean yeah and i'm not gonna you're not gonna let me beat you yeah and so we'll fight have you ever argued a point that you knew you were wrong oh yeah all the time <laughs> it's, it's so, like i'm too far into this yeah, I can't, I I'm back out now. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna make sure i wonder how many people are just like oh, i don't know man i'm too far in i can't back out now i've said too many things oh. it's a pride it's pride mm-hmm. and it's like uh, if that is anybody listening like drop it it's fine come to jesus you're fine mm-hmm. don't worry about what you've said in the past or what you feel like you fought too hard for drop it right where you are because it's not worth it it's not worth wasting another day in my opinion mm-hmm. Yeah, and so as Christians, we, we got to be like the people who are the first to offer forgiveness, you know, and it's tough. Like, I get it. It's tough, but we, we got to be the first because we're the representatives of who yeah. Christ is, and he, he would legit, like, he came down to die on the cross and to die for the sins of the people who hung him on the cross. Um, he would be the first to offer grace and forgiveness for those who ask for it, you know? And that's gone in, it seems to be gone. Uh, I only have my perspective. I'm sure there's many places where it's like, no, 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 we got you. But it, like, we, like Raina, you talked about the social media. Um, your life is so just right there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's all I'm seeing. So that's how I feel like yeah. the whole world is. But on the positive, like I said, there's probably so many perspectives like, bro, we're still running that. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're still doing that. And that's something that even in today, it's like I have to remember. You mm-hmm. know, I have to remember that, okay, not everybody hates each other. That's not, that's my perspective right now, but I got to remember that's not the pers- perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Are you going to say something, Jerry? I'm sorry. No, I'm just listening. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and hop into uh, Romans 12, 19 and 21. I'll just say it basically says like leave, uh, leave some room for God to like avenge you, you know, leave room for mm-hmm. God to, to find revenge. Like don't seek it for yourself. And mm-hmm. I, I think we are living in a time where we want to seek it for ourselves. You know what I mean? We want to hammer and blast people and we're so ready. And as a Christ follower that it's obvious how wrong that is yeah. to the, the non Christ follower. I would say it's, it's may seem normal, you mm-hmm. know, but I hope uh, after we talk about it a little bit, we could realize like, man, that's, that's not, that's not okay. And it, we've kind of like just talked about it just as time has gone on. But why, why do you think there's so much vengeance in the world and in, in our life today? Why do we want to see people like burn basically, you know? Because people think they have to right every wrong. They think that, I would say a lot of people, especially our age, think that elected officials and judges and everything they don't make the decisions that we want, the outcome. So we, as the people, have to go on, take this mob rule, and we have the right to wrong. It's like we even, like we kind of jokingly said, you know, a voice for the voiceless. Um, and it, it just, it just kind of sucks. Like we think we have to correct everything that's not even really broken, really, but we have to start this change or this uprising. But it's, it's just dumb. If you're going to right every wrong you're going to spend your whole life getting 0% of the wrongs righted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, I hate to say this. I'm not, again, not saying don't stand up for you know, justice and things, but I am saying like your life cannot be on how to right wrongs and how to, I don't know, what's the word? Um, fix the world, unfortunately. You know? It's, it can't be. And I think it says... Uh, instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their head. And I think what he's saying is like you, you take the power away from your enemies when your enemies realize they can't phase you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they realize that, oh, these things I'm doing have no power over them. I look dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like It's like in an argument, someone's screaming and the other person's just like, you don't have to scream. Wait, what are you doing? The other person's like, oh, okay, I guess I don't have to do that. Now I look stupid, right? It's like, it's that humility and taking the power away from your enemies by doing good, by feeding them, by not letting them control you. How can you do that? The only way you can do that is when you realize that God is in control of all vengeance. God is in control of yeah. uh, putting out those fires, right? Yeah. That's the only way you can do it. And, you know, it's hard to do, but it's the only way. And do you think someone who is genuinely, someone who's genuinely like content and has peace about their own lives is going to go trying to get vengeance on their enemy? It's not likely because you're at peace with yourself in your own life and Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you get the joyful, like all those things. So I think it starts with someone who's already has the built up bitterness and already has like the uh, ugliness in their heart or that insecurity in their heart. And then that makes them feel entitled to judge someone else and have them punished. And that's, what's going to make them feel good. But I don't think it's coming from necessarily people who are genuinely have peace in their life. I feel like it's from people who are trying to seek that and they think getting it from vengeance is going to give them that peace when in reality even if somebody was punished that you wanted to punish that's not gonna give you your peace you can ultimately only get that from jesus yeah if you go in angry and you think that somebody else's demise or falling or whatever is going to make you happy it's not going to maybe for one second yeah yeah that one second feels pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. It feels pretty good. But at, still at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, who's my next target? Because right. like you said, it only lasts for just a moment. Yeah. And yeah. So like I said, there's there's so many perspectives out there and I'm sure there's so much good. I'm personally not seeing it right now, which which sucks. I need to seek it out more, you know, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> cling more to God's word. Because right now it just feels like friendships, families, and uh 
people groups are just getting torn apart. You know what I mean? It's I'm like, in the same boat. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's like, let's see who could be more mad, <laughs> you know, and whoever's more mad wins. And it's, it sucks that we can't find some common ground, but there is common ground. That's Jesus, in my opinion, obviously. It's, he's the way, truth, and life. And, but not everybody's going to see that, you know? Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to see that. But um, I think, Jerry, you were talking about it a little bit. Like, we're seeking vengeance and creating these rules and these things and laws. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure it goes through this way, you know? And ultimately, right. uh, none of that stuff like changes hearts, you know, which ultimately is the thing that fixes issues you know why are rules created since the dawn of time because people like to break them people like to go against them because our heart in jeremiah it says our hearts are evil our hearts are wicked you know because we want to do what our heart wants and a lot of times that's at the suffering of other people and that's not cool that's not cool at all and so the person who's going to bring the most change is god because he'll make you feel complete and like you're talking about you won't be so like looking for vengeance to make you feel good for a second because God comes to complete you and to search Mm -hmm. the depths of your heart and to give you peace and satisfaction and and be totally cool. And in doing that, um, he, he changes, uh, people's perspectives and minds and hearts and things to where it's like, man, I don't want, why was I hating this person? Or why was I hating that? It's like, that's ultimately what's going to solve issues because as long as we just try to move forward and thinking that, um, rules are going to change and shift people's hearts. It's, it's not going to work. And I see, I see people angry at stuff. I see people using God to like justify their, we've talked about this too, to justify their opinions and actions too. And it's like, "Mm, God's not condoning that my, or God's not uh, cool with that. My dog, you know? And, or he's like, uh, God's not even thinking about that at all. Yeah. And you're saying God told you to do this. Yeah. Like God does not care if you go to the park or not. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like not yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> so. But you made a good point. And I think you're talking about like these rules and how rules don't change hearts. Right. But I think on the contrary, I think that like somebody who has a changed heart, somebody who let's say, like you said, maybe hit a low point, was forgiven. And now is in this new place. Like the, what the Bible does is it provides structure for people. And I think that's a good thing because mm-hmm. without structure, we're wandering. We're, and it's kind of what I see like with these riots. I just think of unorganization. I think of like just chaos and there's nothing to it. And it's like, there's no structure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I, I think back to the Bible and how like, yeah, it has something to say about vengeance. So that person who's like, okay, I want to turn this new leaf. I want to, I want to get into this thing but I'm upset about what this person did. Okay, well, Bible says something about vengeance. Okay, so I guess I won't do that, right? And it's like, there's this, there's this calmingness about like the structure of the Bible and how it tells you like, oh, here's how you can handle these situations mm-hmm. better. Like, oh, you want to go throw bricks through a building? Here's a better way that will actually be helpful for you. That's not going to help you, right? You know what I mean? I think people, when they see the walls and they see the rules, they get, to get upset because like you said we're inherently evil we have been since the fall man but yeah there's so much freedom in those rules there's so much freedom in boundaries and Raina knows because you work with you've worked with kids for for a long time <laughs> like you don't tell the kid not to do something because you want to ruin their day you right. tell them because you want the best for them right. it's the same thing with the bible god's telling us hey don't have premarital sex. It's going to help you in the long run. Mm-hmm. And we're just Mr. Poopy Pants. Just, mm, I don't like that, God. But there's so much freedom in those boundaries. And even if you take that to your personal life, these people who are trying to turn over a new leaf, like the boundaries that we set in our personal lives are not because we want to, I would even say cancel people. It's to create boundaries. It's, it's to be safe and it's to be smart because eventually walls aren't, you leave those up. Boundaries are meant to be shifted, kind of go back and forth. But like God creates all those things for a purpose. There's so much freedom and there's so much love in those boundaries and, and those then, rules. And then you think about adding on. Can, I'm going to add something to that. <laughs> <laughs> you think about that is for the Christian, it's spending your, the rest of your life following this structure, right? Following these things. And when you get it wrong, you're okay. It's okay. Don't freak out. Don't lose your mind. Don't go back to all the things that you think you need to because you don't deserve it. No, no, no. You're fine. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the life of a Christian. It's like, here, follow this. Make your life better for right now while you're here on earth. This will help you. 
And when you get it wrong, you're going to be okay. And pick up, pick it up and keep going, you know? That's crazy. It's such a beautiful way. It's such a beautiful way to look at the world of like, I get to spend the rest of my life becoming a better person. And when I get it wrong, I'm okay. And when other people get it wrong, I'm still okay. They can be okay too. Mm-hmm. It's not just for you. But you know what no. I, I'm yeah. just saying? Cause yeah, it, it yeah. all is like an inward <laughs> reflection. It's like, but you're right. It's like, and they're okay. And I don't have to hate them for getting it wrong either. Cause I got it wrong yesterday too. You know, it's such a, it's, when you say it like this, it's like, oh, it's a no-brainer, but I guess it's a lot easier said than done. It's just amazing to me how we just have to prove people wrong or, I don't know, like, they're not good. You know, it's just amazing to me. Like, well, here's my, what I think, and you need to think it. <laughs> it's just stepping on others to get higher, you know? It's just insecurity in your, in your own life. It's so frustrating, dude. It just is frustrating. It's because we all have it. Everybody has it. Yeah. Literally everybody has it. There's a little bit in us and every single one of us that when somebody fails at something, we're like, <laughs> we dance. We <laughs> dance. It's You're lying if there's not a part of you that doesn't, on certain things, not everybody, but like there's a certain part of you. It's like, I'm low-key glad that happened. Uh-huh. That's, and that's the evil. There's an evil nature in us. You know? <laughs> yeah. It sucks, dude. Like sometimes stuff like that will happen in my life or somebody will mess up or not do something. Or sometimes I'll, I'll find myself inwardly comparing them. I'll be like, mm-hmm. I would have done that so much better. Uh-huh. <laughs> or I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I really just hope that hope they mess up so they can just fall down from their, their high horse. That's terrible. Yeah, but we all think it. Yeah. Not everybody talks about it, but we all think it. I deserve that. <laughs> yeah, I deserve to have that. I should have that. You know what? I, I deserve Yeah. It's been a rough week. I should do it. But uh, one of the things that I think is important in just realizing and... I guess bringing down the the defensive walls, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you're a hair off of what I believe or you're a hair off of what I believe. Like, you're out. You're done. You're, you're gone. Um, there's this guy that I follow. Oh, I forget his name. It's Carlos Whitaker, I think. Um, but he says, he got it from somebody else. I don't know. But basically <laughs> it says this, uh, to like, don't stand on issues, but to walk with people. And it, he's basically saying, like, hey, walk with people around you and, conversate and talk and listen to their stories and listen to what they have to say don't just stand on like whatever issue it is that you're fighting for you know what i mean and when i heard that i was like that's pretty good that's really good (laughs) you know and i i love what he's saying with that and and he uh he's saying that to everybody you know what i mean and he's specifically talking to the people who are probably more on like the right side of the political spectrum but he says that and it's like, oh, man, that's, that's good. <laughs> I like that because it creates mm-hmm. a personability or a, it creates like a humanistic part to just everything. Because we're so quick to it's like, this is our issue. This is the thing that I am fighting for. But it's like, wait a minute. I need to walk with people. I need to walk mm-hmm. alongside people because that's what Jesus did. You know, and when you when you stand on that issue, if you disagree with me in any slight way, that issue becomes you fighting against that you know because all i see is you trying to stop this issue you know all i see is you disagreeing with whatever this issue is right here and that's not okay Mm -hmm. like that's not cool and and instead of doing that just walk with people Mm -hmm. live life alongside one another talk to somebody who has a completely different perspective than you you know that's healthy that's good for for everybody and it's good as christians because i i i like to call out christians because that's all i can do but uh, as Christian people, we need to do that. Yeah. You know, we need to be able to walk alongside one another and walk alongside people who we disagree with, I guess, mm-hmm. because ultimately it's just, we're supposed to love one another um, and we'll be known by the way we love one another, you know? Yeah. If you're a Christ follower, you need to be able to have those relationships with people, not to, not who disagree with every little thing that you do. Yeah. And I feel like right now that's what's, causing divisions and families and relationships and it's like all very overwhelming and like sad but if you call yourself a christ follower you should be able to still have those relationships and make them work and it's okay if somebody doesn't agree with every tiny little thing that you do it does not mean you're against each other you can still love each other you can still have grace for each other you can still hang out Mm -hmm. but it's so hard (laughs) 
you're you're just taking away people like relationships yeah. at that point, you know. And mm-hmm. it's sad. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are experiencing that right now. Mm-hmm. So, but you can always, if you're dealing with that right now, I'd encourage you to just if you if there's nothing around you, you can change, and everyone's divided. Just work on yourself then because it's all you can do and make sure that you're pouring grace and forgiveness and love out on those people even if you're frustrated with them because you're tired of the division and all that you can still work on yourself and just see people as little images of christ yeah you know regardless of their ideologies they're still made in the image of christ Easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's been like That's my, everything. It's been like my constant theme is like what's worth fighting for, you know? I think all I can conclude is like it's just the Bible. It's the truth. It's love is worth fighting for. Yeah, absolutely. The, the Bible is worth fighting for. It's like I said, I said everybody's in, I mean, everybody's in the same place of either hopeless, confused, uh, hurting maybe maybe even desperate right like those are the things that are really going around in our nation right now whether it's hoping for whether it's desperate for a paycheck desperate for change desperate everyone ha- are all feeling these emotions and that's where the bible and that's where jesus wants to be he wants to be in those spaces you know and that's on an individual level um but i think it's we want to get too worked up on the issues the hot topics the things that are and and the the world's trying to make you have a voice in everything. You don't have to. You don't have to have a voice in all of this, by the way. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. Um, your silence does not speak volumes. It doesn't. And you should be fighting for the truth. You should be fighting for Jesus. You should be fighting for love. You should be giving hope to the hopeless, giving to those that are in need. You should be giving love to those that aren't being loved. That's where you should be. Um, don't feel like... I just Because I get frustrated. There's people that are saying something just to say something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're, you don't need to do this. With just like to, no depth to it. No depth yeah. to it. It's just like, I better say this so I don't get canceled. <laughs> or I better say this so that way they don't, you know what I mean? Like, no, that's silly. It's because silence is violence now. That's not true. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, yeah. but that's not how modern day culture views it, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I think it just goes back to, and this is what I... This was Donovan Smith. You know Donovan, right? He, oh, yeah. I watched his video, by the way. Yeah, it was just him t- talking about holding captive every thought that you have, you know? And oh, yeah. It doesn't just, when it when it says that in the Bible, it doesn't mean like, oh, hold captive like the lustful thoughts and the hateful. It's every thought. Hold captive all your thoughts. And that's everything because you want to make the wisest decision that you can. You know, you want to do the right thing, you know? And uh, if there's any intention just of our own personal desires on anything that could be, that could lead us way off. Mm-hmm. You know, we should always want to hold captive our thoughts and give them to Christ. So we could be like, here's what you do with that. You know? Yeah. Paul did that, right? Paul, when he was, when, uh, God met him on the, was it road to Damascus? Right. When he, when he first revealed himself to Paul, mm-hmm. the first thing he did, was he went to Arabia. It was in the desert for three years. Like, Paul was known as like a zealot, as a guy who was like real passionate, real fired up, real cares, like ready to go. And I picture like Paul's naturalness, like the nature of Paul would have been to, boom, okay, now it's this, let's go. But he stopped everything and went three years by himself. Why? Because he wanted to make sure that if he was going to do something, he was going to do it right. Mm. And I think it's important for all of us to understand that if you're going to say something, you're going to do something, do it right. Think it, think through it, have God on it. Don't don't say it because you have this thing and say, hey, God, will you bless this? No, no, no. God will tell you what to do and what to say if you need to do and say something right now, mm-hmm. you know? And if not, I don't know. Maybe not then, not right now, you know? I, I brought this back because I thought it was interesting how Moses, how everyone wants to think, everyone thinks that they have to say something about everything, that they have to have a hand in this issue, they have to have a hand in this issue, they have to stand up for this issue and for this issue. and. I think about like someone like Moses, right? Who his job was to stand up for the oppressed people that were in Egypt. That was for him to do, right? But that wasn't for someone else to do. God had called Moses specifically to do that. I think it's important that as all of these things, because there's just going to be more. That's just the reality of it. There's going to be another thing that comes up tomorrow and the next day. And I think it's important to sit before God and have 
God reveal to you what it is and where it is you need to be, what it is that your purpose and your mission is, because unfortunately you're not here to save and solve every issue on the planet. It's just not going to happen. And neither am I, but God does have something where I have a place where he wants you, you know, I would encourage those to slow down and look at those things. Mm -hmm. Well, there's like a, Oh shoot, dude. I forget the, I think it's in Romans. I think. But he's like preaching and he's talking. Yeah, it's Romans. He's talking about like, don't fear like the thing that could kill you, uh, your human body, like fear what could destroy both mm -hmm. uh, the soul and spirit, you know? And then he's giving this fire message like that, right? Like, dang, like this is good. And then the dude comes up and he's like, hey, tell my brother to give me half the inheritance <laughs> after giving this. It's so just like, dude, read the room kind of thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just say that because we we all have like our our own personal agendas and things and whatnot. And like you said, we have to seek God and seek what he wants us to be. But that guy wasn't doing that, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, and Jesus tells him, like, dude, why do I have to decide that for you? Like, go figure that out for yourself, basically. You know what I mean? And and it's not because he didn't want for that guy to be treated fair or whatever, but he realized that his greed for this stuff would be more detrimental than had he not getting, gotten his fair share that he wanted. You know what I mean? Because Jesus sees past this earth. Jesus sees past mm -hmm. what's, what's happening here. And, and he cares about long-term. He cares about what's happening in the future. And that's an eternity with Christ or not with him. And that is the most important thing. It should be the most important thing just in everything, in everything that we do. Yeah. It's a long game, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's... Uh, too easy to get uh, emotional about something new every day, but God's bringing all of us on a long game, and it's a, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, it's the old saying, and it's true though. So I, I again, I just go back to don't let everything the world throws at you as far as all of these things that you should and shouldn't be doing. No, think about where God wants you and why He wants you there. You know, yeah, because that's good. That's an interesting perspective that I never thought of. It's like. Moses's job was to literally leave the Jewish slaves. That's calling. That's what he was meant to do, right? And then he led them through the wilderness for a little bit. He didn't quite make it to the... <laughs> <laughs> he got a little angry. He still has some issues he was working on. He didn't quite make it to the promised Don't land. Don't judge him. Don't which, judge him. Which sucks, but that's interesting. I don't know what to think about that. I have to, like pro I have to process that. It, yeah, the point is just everybody has a different purpose and a different mission, and not not everybody has every mission and every purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good. I can process that easily. <laughs> like, not everybody has every purpose and a mission. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just have to process that. I have to. Th <laughs> yeah. I have to think about that. Yeah, it's interesting. But anyways, uh, I think that that's about it. That could wrap it up for us this week. Sound good? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, just above all else, like. We got to be the ones to bring it, right? As Christ followers, we got to be the ones to bring forgiveness, to bring peace, to bring uh, relationships back, to restore people. And we can't be the first ones to point the finger. You know, we can't be the ones to cast the first stone. We have to always be ready to meet people with grace because that's where Jesus met us. Mm -hmm. You know, he died on the cross for each and every one of us, both your enemies and your friends. Uh, and that's what we need to act like. And that's how we need to be. Cool. So that's been the Still Loading Podca Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> that's been the Still Loading Podcast with JT. Yeah. Raina. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and go ahead. You can say it. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, no, don't. Uh, no, but subscribe Heater. to our YouTube channel. Check, uh, subscribe to us on Spotify. Follow us so you could be updated. Uh, we release this every Thursday, but we love you guys. And we will. Oh, it's like on iTunes or Apple. Pod it's anywhere you can listen to a podcast. We love yeah. you guys. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Peace.